0: amen I am your running host Dean Thompson it is time for your weekly dose of running walking and faith talk and joining me once again is run for God founder Mitchell Hollis
1: thanks for having me Dean how's your week been man it's been busy but yeah, good it's been crazy but
0: good yeah you know um, um, this I'm, I'm working on at the college mm-hmm. I'm working on trying to get some Kenyan folks from ladies from that live in Kenya right. over here to run with us. On our team and um, it's a challenge it's a challenge their uh, their culture is a lot different than ours yeah and so but it's fascinating it's really fascinating so do you
1: have here. problems with the the transcripts I would think that there's a lot of things they have to different do. over there and so transcripts would be
0: it is their their transcripts are now they're in English their schools are taught in English so um, that's not a problem so but Kenya they still
1: is that's South Africa right
0: it's northern Africa kind of north North eastern africa yeah okay maybe central it's it's kind of but they
1: speak english
0: they do that's they've got two major languages and and english is one of them so
1: is what is it the other one swahili
0: yeah i think it's swahili yeah Yeah. so interesting though anyway anyway great people over there um i'll tell you what i'm ready for i'm ready for summer
1: (laughs) you haven't had a good snow yet (laughs) oh i'll
0: tell you what the plant-based diet it has gotten my thin my skin really thin. I'm afraid I just have a lot less fat on me than I had a, y- a year and a half ago, and I can feel it in the wintertime.
1: You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an admission here for for a variety of reasons. I'm doing plant based for the next few weeks, and I don't know if I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I told you before we got started. Yeah. I said I feel like I have brain fog, and I think it's because of this no meat i've been telling my wife i have no meat headaches she says that's not a thing i said yes it is <laughs> but i don't say how you do it i don't say how anybody does it but I, i've committed to do it for a period of time and uh i'm going to but i don't have to like it that's, and that may be the point so uh, um, that's part of it right yeah, yeah i yeah. just and, and my wife is man she's been really great with you know some of the meals she's really done her research and so You know, the the tables have turned. You know, I'm usually the one that cooks the main thing. I I love cooking the meats and things like that. Well, now, you know, when it comes to anything but meat, I'm clueless. Yeah. So she's really stepped up. And and, I mean, what we had last night was just great. I mean, tastes really good, but it just didn't have that meaty protein. (laughs) And you could say, yeah, you can get protein from beans and all these different things. It's not the same. It's just not.
0: <laughs> well, it depends on what you mean by not the same. Uh, well, yeah. You know what I mean.
1: <laughs> so anyway, I'm uh, I'm doing that for a period of time. So we'll see how that goes. I'll be a kind of a test dummy yeah. again. That'll um, be good. That'll be good uh, for you. So before we get into this week's podcast, let's talk about our sponsor. You know, if, you, if you're out there and you have a business and you would like to support Run for God and allow us to support your business as well, uh, send an email to runlanehollis at gmail.com. He'll get you all the information that you need. But this week's uh, sponsor is One Source Business Products. You know, at Run for God, we like to do business with locally owned businesses when it's practical. Um, One Source Business Products is Dalton's only locally owned office supply company if you're looking for office supplies furniture printing janitorial custom forms or stamps they have you covered and the prices are right we use uh the guys over at one source barry and matt and their whole team uh great to work with great christian family um you know, that's why they compare and you save. So give them a call, 706-516-3900. Or you can try their web address at onesourcebp.com. And I'm assuming they, they do business all over, not just here locally. So yeah. uh, if you're out there and you've got a business and you need products, then uh, give give Matt and Barry and all the team over there at One Source a call. Yeah, check them out. Thank them so much for, for being a supporter, a longtime supporter of yeah. Run For God. So yeah. thank you guys. For
0: sure. We had a Facebook post from last week I'd like to share here. This one comes from Doug Fox. And it says, I can do all things through, through him who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. I so appreciated the guys taking taking on this passage this in this Sunday video leading up to the shoe talk. They rightly reminded us that the lead-in to this scripture is Paul's words on being content in all circumstances. When I started week one, I was comparing myself to the way I used to run a few years back well that was depressing although never a great runner i certainly was better than this today i started week two and listened to the video during my workout i realized i could be content with how i'm doing right now in run for god i should not compare myself to others who are passing me on the jogging trail i can be content that i'm getting out i should not compare myself to where i was a few years back I can be content that I'm better this week than last. Through this attitude I can really do all things through Christ who gives me strength. All right, 5k, 10k, 13.1 miles and marathon. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> you know Doug, I'm I'm right there with you. You know, I, mm-hmm. I when I read this, it took me back and you probably remember this. It's it's when I kind of made the decision to myself it's okay to slow down. It's okay to not constantly be trying to um, be fast in races. Yeah. You know, I really struggled with that for a while. You know, and honestly, I'll just be transparent here. It's because I'm the run for God guy. Yeah. And and I felt yeah. like there was a period of time a few years back when I felt like I had to maintain something, yeah. and that's. That's just not the case. That's not how how we are to live. Little did I know that God was going to slow me down, slow me down, slow me down to a walk, and then it ultimately opened the door to walkers and run for God. Yeah. But when when that kind of that process started, I couldn't see what was coming. But I finally, I remember the day I finally resolved or, or decided to myself, it's okay. Yeah. You know, because if we if we constantly, you're one of the very few, you're faster now than you were 3 years ago, but for for the majority of the people listening, you know, if you're 40 plus years old, you're you're going to continue through the years to get slower. And we have to learn that that's okay. Yeah. Because trying to compare ourselves to who we were years and years ago can be very um that's not good.
0: No, it's not. But, you know, I've talked to hundreds of our instructors. Right. And one of the things that I tell folks, because I get that a lot, I hear a lot of people say, well, I'm not very fast. and sure. They don't feel qualified. And, and here's what I tell them. They have a whole different, uh, um, what do you call it? Credibility. Credibility than I have. Right. You know, my credibility is in the fact that I'm fast. Okay, sure. So people look at me and they go, okay, he, he's fast. He can teach me how to be fast. But if I'm a... 13 minute a mile runner well he doesn't understand me (laughs) you know he's running he's running you know his his mile time his mile times are are half mine right he doesn't understand well and it's it's
1: the same reason that throughout the years we've told people when they teach the 5k challenge and you know when you have that first class that first night if you need a volunteer or two from runners in the community that that's okay but don't fill up the room that first night with runners yeah because because I I, I kind of pulled my very first class I said what worked and what didn't work and all the ladies in that class said if we would have walked in that first night and it would have been a room full of runners we would have never come back yeah and so to your point mm-hmm. you're, you're right are some of our instructors think that they have to be this world-class runner and while while God can absolutely use those people more often than not, he's going to use people that those people in that class can relate to. Yeah. And that's why we've even had some some successful instructors. They went through the 5K for their first 5K while they were teaching the class. Yeah. And so they're walking along with those people. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, comparison, you know, we often think about comparison to other people being a bad thing, but be, comparison to what used to be can also be a bad thing. Yeah. So that was a... Was, that was a, a good, great word from Doug.
0: Definitely a good word. I saw a lot of other posts this week, too. I'm really encouraged by the number of people who are just finding ways to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the weather has been horrendous in some areas of the country sure. and people are figuring out a way. Now, one lady, she had she she went to her local fitness center to use a treadmill because the weather was bad and she couldn't run outside. So she went to the tre- well, the fitness center was closed. She didn't realize it closed. So she went home and she did a, a hit workout. Yeah. she did
1: something right? high intensity
0: he, training, yeah, yeah. high intensity interval training, and she did something that was um, that was good for her. Now it wasn't the run, but it was it was it was it, something. It was something. Yeah. And so for a lot of you out there, if you're struggling to, to get out there, a lot of times it's just do something. Yeah. Do something. And what you'll find more often than not, we've said this before, you get one foot out the door and you get that run started. Sure. And you're going to be fine. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. I mean, don't don't allow yourself. And, and that's why, you know, we, we push back on here quite a bit, um, you know, with with weather and time and schedule, you know, at the end of the day. And I know this is hard to say, and I, I need to hear it from times. Those are simply excuses. Yep. So don't allow yourself to go there. You You committed to this. Now, do whatever it takes to complete this and and everything about you will be better for it yep
0: the old running proverb that it sounds a little harsh and it is but it's got a ring of truth to it there is no such thing as bad weather only soft people <laughs>
1: <laughs> but and 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 let's let's preface that by saying you and i have been soft before we, we have i mean every yeah. everybody has so that's we're not taking shots we're nope. saying this is just truth this is this is who we are as humans we look for those excuses, but don't allow yourself to find them.
0: That's right. That's right. Trivia question from last week was this: Name the lady who has won the most New York City marathons, and tell me where she is from. Did you know about
1: this lady? I didn't know this one. I no. thought, I thought this was the lady you ran into at Boston. Yeah,
0: That's no, not her. No, this is Greta White's. Greta White's was. Uh, I mean, she absolutely dominated women's marathoning for a period of time until Joni, the one you were talking about joan benoit samuelson mm-hmm. until she came along it, it was greta and then everybody else really and then uh yeah greta all matter of fact the only thing greta didn't do is she never won a, a, an olympic gold medal
1: hmm.
0: she won a silver because she finished second to Joni. really in, in 1984 so uh but she's uh uh she was She was one of those people who, you've seen those runners where every time you see them, they seem to be smiling. Mm -hmm. She was that lady. She was just this pigtailed, blonde-headed lady who just ran super hard and at the the end was just smiling all the time. She's from Norway. So I think, you know, we've got a lot of really, really good runners from Norway recently. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of people who think that that's a recent thing, that you know, Norway Norway wasn't always big in the running scene, but this goes way back into the 70s mm. that, uh, that she was the best in the world from Norway. Mm. Um, so she won nine New York City marathons. Wow. That's incredible. Well, um, what's interesting is that Greta only ran 20 marathons in her life, and she won 12 of them. <laughs> and wow. she didn't run the little ones, you know, Uh, So she's, uh, it was, she was incredible. Uh, She won a silver medal at the 84 Olympics. As I said, Um, she won a gold at the 1983 world championships in Helsinki. Um, And then she's won the London marathon. Um, She's also a five time winner of the world cross country championships, um, which I believe is the most anybody ever won that as well. Um, So that's pretty, pretty wide range. The be, World
1: Cross Country Championships. What distance is that?
0: Um, well, it changed. Back then, it was shorter. It was probably probably six to eight k back then.
1: So she was dominant in short distance and long. Distance. Yes, that's that's something you don't see a lot of.
0: No, you don't. Certainly not today. Right. And uh, yeah, so she was. Yeah, so she was born in Oslo, Norway. Which a lot of people, I don't know how how much you know about Oslo or how much much people know about Oslo, but Oslo is a running mecca. Uh, really? Oslo, they have a stadium there. It's called Bislett Stadium, and um, it is one of the three or four top places in the world for track and field, along with Hayward Field and you know, a mm-hmm. couple of other places. Yeah, um, she won a lot of races. She she set a world record at the three thousand meters, so that's even shorter yeah. than cross country. Um, so you know, uh, and that that was prior to her becoming a marathoner. Mm-hmm. That you know, we see that a lot. Uh, but she was winning marathons and cross-country titles at the same time so sure uh but yeah she she um she was invited to run the new york city marathon by fred lebo fred lebo was the new york city marathon guy um he's passed away now but he 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 co-founded the new york city marathon and they became really close friends and um she she so she uh came because he asked her to yeah. and so she comes and that first time she, she cuts two minutes off the course record on her first attempt um so anyway she at one point in time she had a 28 race winning streak which is crazy for anybody wow. to to be able to and and those they ranged from short races on the track to long races and uh
1: was that common back then
0: no, no, it's never been common. For okay. so, well, I, I, I say didn't... that, you know, you get the, the the guys, you know, the Mil Zatapex of the world and mm-hmm. the people like that, but it's very uncommon sure. uh, for that to happen. So yeah, so she goes on and she wins New York nine times. Um, she she was very good at the at road races. You know, we're close to the Peachtree Road Race. Wow. She won it four times. Um, Falmouth Road Race, which is one of the largest races in the in, you know one of the most prestigious professional road races in the world. She's won it. Um, she's just won a a ton of things she set world record world road records at 8k twice in the 10k the 15k and 10 miles in addition to the marathon at one time Um, so yeah she's just an incredible talent Um, and here's what one of the things that i love about greta she completed her last marathon on november 1st of 1992 with fred lebo
1: Hmm.
0: Um, it was Fred Lebo's 60th birthday, after he was diagnosed with brain cancer, and that she he wanted to complete it one more time, and she wanted to be there with him, so they ran it, and they ran it in five hours and 32 minutes and 35 wow. seconds. So, um, just a, a a great relationship there with with the guy that founded the race, and of course, both of them now are are gone, um, and that's that, that's sad. Uh, Greta got. Um, and i didn't you know what i didn't realize this but there's a statue of greta at epcot really we were just at epcot yeah and i failed to see that statue and i'm so i didn't realize there was one there or i would have really looked for it yeah Um, but there's one at the at the norway area that's how big she was is that there's a statue at epcot of greta white Might
1: even having a picture and don't even know it
0: may may have That'd that'd be pretty cool uh yeah so she's also um she's on the tail of a uh, of an airplane norwegian air shuttle seven eighty seven dreamliner aircraft um, that tells you she's pretty big uh, and uh so she's she's a she's she was just a huge huge presence in the running community for a long time but she died when she was fifty seven years old of cancer in two thousand and eleven and uh nobody ever talked about the specific type of cancer she never really made it public. Um, She was just here and then gone. Um, And now, again, it it is a real shame because the the thing that I remember about Greta was that big smile that she had. Yeah. And just that that friendly demeanor she had after the race was over and before the race started. Now, during the race, she'd claw your eyes out to beat you. But um, that's the way good competitors are, right? Kind
1: of like Dar Smith. Yeah. We've talked about Dar on here a few times. A a guy that races some of the lane, he can can come through and absolutely dominate a race and be – and went, and he's got the biggest smile coming through the finish line and it's infectious Well, it, it really is Elliot kipchoge
0: yeah you know thing. when yeah. the, the more it hurts the more he smiles yeah uh, and yeah. he does that purposefully yeah because there are there are some things connected to us smiling that smile releases endorphins and yeah sure that's absolutely true hmm. for sure
1: all right so uh we've got an announcement to make all right we have um we're going to throw a challenge out there to all you listening who may be taking the the couch to Marathon Challenge right now. Or maybe you're part of Run Club and you haven't found your spot yet. Maybe you, you decided not to do the Marathon Challenge for whatever reason. And we get it. Some people just they want to keep it shorter. Well, starting April the 3rd, we are going to do a Run Club-wide 5K Challenge. You know, we kind of kind of run club was kind of birthed out of the marathon challenge you know it, it we, we've talked about everything that kind of led up to that well we kind of got it backwards you know yeah. we went to marathon it's kind of how i did with my first race i did marathon and and then did the shorter distances Um but just like we're doing the marathon challenge right now everybody that started back in january and we're going throughout the whole year we're going to have a group starting april the third who are doing the 5k challenge So if you're anywhere out there and you've thought, you know, I I just don't have anybody to run with. I don't want to do a marathon. Here's your opportunity. The 5K Challenge, Run Club Wide, starts April the 3rd. We will be doing the kind of the same format that we're doing the the Marathon Challenge. Videos will be dropped every Sunday night. But then throughout the week, you've got the Run Club community. You know, I, I saw a post... I think it was yesterday or the day before. Somebody said that we made the comment. They were disheartened because we made the comment. It's better if you have somebody to do it with. And I don't even know who made that comment, but to whoever that was, I'm sorry that we made that. I think we might've been misunderstood because what we're saying is this community is the people to do it with. Yeah. Um, so the 5k challenge starting April 3rd, you've got a community of thousands behind you now. That's You'll right. be able to talk to them through the week. You'll be able to ask questions on Thursday night live. Uh, and we're thinking we'll do this every quarter. Now, to those of you who are out there doing the marathon challenge and we threw out the challenge back in December and January to start this in your community, the marathon challenge. And maybe you thought, Oh, that's a little bit too much. That's too big of a commitment. Well, here's your chance. The best way to stay motivated and keep yourself accountable is to teach. So why not take on a group of people in your community? It's for 12 weeks and teach people in your community the 5K challenge. And you can do that along with us. Again, we've we've done all the heavy lifting. We've got all the videos. All you got to do is hit play. But so if you want to to look at coaching The 5k challenge or you're on here and you're not plugged in and you want to look at taking the 5k challenge go to runforgod.com click on upcoming challenges Um, if you're a member you can go ahead and register Uh, the registration is now open for that as of this podcast Um, so we're talking to you out there if you're not plugged in here's a place to plug in if you're not a coach here's a great opportunity to, to become a coach because we always say if you're coaching, it's going to change you just as much as it's going to change those you're coaching. And if you're taking the marathon challenge, there's no better way to hold yourself accountable and to stay engaged. You know, it's just like church. The more you put in it, the more you're going to get out, and it's the exact same way with this program. So go check it out.
0: Well, and I, I got an email, and I, I I'm so bad with names. I'm I'm the, I'm not the names not coming to my head. I'm trying to think of it, but I can't. Um, but I got a, a great email from a lady this past week who we, we've been talking about, you know, if you can find a group, you know, go online and try to find a group and you can be part of a group. And she did that. Well, there wasn't a group close to her. She lives out in California. Um, this lady had been through. Let me just say she was not the typical. Run club leader that most people think about. Most people think about a run club leader as somebody who's probably a lifetime runner who really loves running and has all this running knowledge and you know they
1: would be wrong to think that. Yes, they would. That's the perception.
0: That's the perception. And but this lady had just she has struggled with diet her whole life. She struggled with getting out and doing exercise her whole life. She's and she went through all of this stuff and it was it was a long and just a. just a great motivation to me to read all of this. She's lost a hundred pounds. Wow. And so she's now at a point in her life where she's committed and she's she's determined not to gain that weight back, like she has in the past. Sure. And so she's looking, she can't find a group. She's like, it's a bummer. She can't find a group. You know what she did? <laughs> she started her own group. So she started her own group and it's a Zoom group. Yeah. And so people meet from a an extended area. And they, they all meet and then uh, on Zoom, and then once a month, they're all gonna travel to a location where they can all meet and run See, together. See, that's awesome. And everybody can do that. This lady is not a lifetime runner. Right. She's not the picture of a super fit, unbelievable athlete. She's an average person who has had the, her own struggles and has come to a point in her life where she realizes that I'm gonna take this thing by the horns, and I'm gonna I'm gonna wrestle this thing down myself. She
1: may be average in the world's eyes. Yes, but, but that's insane what she's doing. She's stepping so far out. I mean, she's exceptional in my eyes right now. Yes, she's stepping out. She's doing. She, she is doing what we talk about all the time. She's stepping out to uncharted territory because she understands the best way to learn is to teach. Yep. Um, and so kudos to her. we, we need yeah. to find her name. Um, Yeah,
0: we'll we'll, uh, yeah we'll definitely give a
1: shout out to her. But yeah, anybody can do that. Yep, anybody can do that.
0: Yep, it's fantastic. All right, we again we're sponsored by J Radio. Get out there and listen to J Radio.
1: If your teen is into rock and metal music that makes your ears bleed and your grandmother clutch her pearls, we can help. If your spouse yearns for music from the old days and wants to relive the music of their glory years, we can handle that. If you need a break from the day to spend time with God and recognize His goodness, we'd love to be a part of that. Whether it's rock and metal, classic songs from decades past,
0: or heartfelt worship music, J Radio has you covered. Sign up for an account at
1: JRadio.com and download the app. your app store to start listening for free today. All right, so we're back and there's something I want to talk about. You know, we talk about Lane on here every now and then. Lane's been on this podcast. But I want to talk about something he did and how it relates to really everybody listening. You know, Lane, um, last year, probably had one of the worst years he's had from a fitness standpoint, uh, a racing standpoint that he's ever had. And, you know, all athletes have those, but you never want to, you never want to be part of it. And it it was hard to watch. You know, we made some changes, coaching and, and just a lot of different things went on with lane last year that it just kind of resulted in, and not the year that he wanted to have Long term, It's going to be the best thing that ever happened, but you never want to see that. So, we kind of retooled starting in December and made some changes. And I think Lane's PR 5K was 1546. 1546 coming into 2022. And, um, which is fast. But last year, I don't think he broke 16. Nope. Um, and it was just hard to watch. And so we, we made some changes, really increased his volume back up. Lane's a volume athlete. And, um, so he started indoor track, and he had his first meet last Friday a week ago uh, down in, in Birmingham. Holly and I weren't able to go, and Lane and I kind of talked the night before, and I thought, you know, I had it in my head. He he can probably PR. His fitness is back to where he could probably PR. Indoor track, by nature, I'm learning, is is a little bit more challenging typically times are slower on indoor check so i was thinking if he if he prs that will be incredible and so holly and i are out that friday night here in town and i get a text from lane it says hey don't look at the results i want to tell you myself and so you know i was kind (laughs) of like okay so i'm searching for the results that's really hard not to as soon as he says that i couldn't find them And then before, while I'm searching, he sends me a text. He said, better yet, I'm about to cool down, but chew on this for a minute. And he sent me a text, and it said 1517. And I thought, there's no way. Sure (laughs) enough, he ran a 1517.
0: You were wondering if it was a lap short.
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) But I want to talk about so much of that has got to be mentality – Atmosphere, the people he was around. I I still kind of am, am in disbelief that he PR'd by that much, and it's not all fitness. Yeah, I'm convinced it was the people he's. It was the I mean he even said it. He said being at a, I, mean, I mean he was running against guys from Alabama and you know some of these big colleges, but I mean it just blew me away. Yeah, I think it blew you away.
0: It did. Absolutely did. I was so – man, you talk about – I think you said I about had a tear in my eye when, yeah. when, I, when I read it, and, and I was the same way. Yeah. Because, when again, when you watch somebody struggle like he has over this past year right. and the disappointment, but to see him just pick himself back up over right. and over, and it's just a great lesson for all of us.
1: Well, I think it goes to the point that we talked about – I guess it would be week before last podcast – we talked about allowing yourself for change even we talk about it during workouts so many times we go into a workout and we say i just don't feel good this is going to be a bad workout and because we don't leave ourselves that grace for things to change it becomes a bad workout yeah but if we allow ourselves the the room to let that workout evolve. Sometimes it becomes the best workout. That's right. If we allow, and I think, I think what happened with him is he had it in his head that he might run a PR, and he he was he he knows what his laps are. He could have seen some of those lap times and thought, I should feel bad at this point. Right. I need to back it off. But he didn't. He just he kept the throttle. He even said. At one point he knew what his time was. He started to do the math in his head and he realized he was running way faster than he thought, but he felt good. So he allowed himself to keep Mm -hmm. doing that. But I think so many times we have these preconceived notions in our head that a workout, you know, whether it's the weather or the, all the things we hear is, is excuses. I'm, I'm using air quotes there. We allow those things to affect our workout or our race And I think what Lane showed me is he had a preconceived notion in his head of what this race was going to be, but he didn't allow that to dictate his race. Well,
0: and I want to take that one step further, because in listening to Lane talk about some of the races he had in the fall that didn't wind up so good, he was open then, too now those races went the other way and they were bad but the i think the most important lesson that that we can learn from lane in this situation is that even though it had gone the other way even though he had had disappointment after disappointment this past fall he still left his mind open enough to to be able to do that because if if he had at any point Decided. Okay, I guess this is just who I am now. I guess I'm just not very fast anymore.
1: The door would have closed.
0: That, yeah, absolutely. And there's no way he would have run that. Sure. So you're absolutely right. What? A,
1: well, I mean, I, th- I just think it was a lesson for for all of us. Yeah, because we're talking yeah. about running fast, but
0: this goes to everything. everything this, to,
1: this goes to getting out the door. Yes. Just right. as much as it does running a fast race. So, yep. kudos to Lane. Proud yep. of you. Um, keep doing what you're doing and. um yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what this year holds for them.
0: Well, I looked it up before you rudely interrupted me and started back again. Well, Where, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, the lady who uh, that that was her name was I think it's Ranya. I'm not sure if that's how you say it or not, but uh, Ranya Irvin, and Ranya like Irvin. I said, she's from California, and uh, she's a I'm a hero. Uh, she's a hero of mine right kudos now. Kudos to Ron- Ranya. R- Ranya, yeah, uh, kudos to her. She's so. In where out in california i don't even i don't even remember somewhere okay. in california okay though. and she's uh yeah just a just a great great story we can
1: all learn from run too
0: 100 <laughs> percent. yep yep same it's kind of it's, it's a similar story right exactly similar story for sure because she had struggled for a long time with her weight and she finally got to that point where it was like she she allowed herself the opportunity yeah that's what she did yep all right. Well, we're going to share somebody's story. And if you've got a story, we'd love to hear yours. Um, so we're going to we're going to share that story here. Um, this one comes from Debbie Conway, and it's called The Best is Yet to Come. I'm not sure where I first heard about Run for God, but I knew I wanted to be a part of it right from the start. I remember searching for a local class with no luck. Then in early 2020, God laid Run For God on my heart. I had listened to a few of the podcasts while at the gym and even shared a few with a friend. Then COVID hit and well, everything sort of stopped for a while. I began to follow Run For God on Facebook. I was considering joining the Run For God Run Club and had already mentioned to my husband that he should consider teaching a 5K challenge group because he was the runner. Then in November, the Couch to Marathon program was announced they mentioned that a marathon was on everyone's bucket list. Nope, not me. <laughs> I had just completed my first 10K. I had never run a half marathon and honestly had no intentions to. I'm a 5K girl. However, I still wanted to join. I wanted to be part of Run for God. I just didn't want to run a marathon. Eventually, I joined the Run Club, but I was still hesitant about the Couch to Marathon program. On November 28th, as I attempted to jog around the block, tears came to my eyes. I could hear God's voice confirming my decision to join Run for God. The ministry had been on my heart all year, and I had tried to run from it because it meant getting out of my comfort zone. God told me it was time to stop running from him and start running to him. On December 22nd, 2020, I posted this question on the Facebook page. The idea of a full marathon scares the heck out of me can you sign up with intentions of only to only complete the half several others shared the same concern and put my mind at ease i signed up my husband was already training for his first marathon i saw firsthand how much time effort sweat and pain went into his training i knew i didn't have that type of discipline or willpower I was still unsure of what I had done, especially since we were ending the year quarantined with COVID. As February rolled around, the Run For God couch to marathon challenge was in full swing. We had our why posted on our mirrors, proper running gear, and goals in place. When it was time for for his marathon, it got canceled. Not because of COVID, because Galveston Island was covered in snow and had no power. Tired and knowing he couldn't keep up the rigorous training, we f- we quickly found another one in Fort Worth. By the end of the month, he ran his first marathon, giving all glory to God. On March 7th, I posted a video on the Run for God page saying, uh, of Say I Won't by Mercy Me. I also posted a picture of me in the comments with a paper sign in my hand saying, Say I Won't Complete a Marathon. I was scared to put the word run because I was still sure that I would never be able to run a marathon. This was the first time I had made my intentions public. Over the next few weeks, I struggled with doubt, fear, and pride. I went back and deleted the post, afraid I would never make it, but I didn't give up. In April, we were fortunate enough to be able to participate in the Run For God 5K in Dalton, Georgia. My husband and I loved meeting the Run For God staff and many of the people we'd become acquainted with on the Facebook page. The race, the dinner, the live music were nice, too, but most of all, we enjoyed hearing the testimonies and attending the church service on Sunday with our Run for God family. We moved into the next phase, the 10K training. My husband had a half marathon at Yosemite National Park scheduled for early May. He was running this one with a friend. As the race neared, I read that they were not going to allow spectators at the finish line. I thought, what the heck am I going to do while he's running? The race was sold out at that point, and they didn't offer a 5K. A few days later, someone had posted that they were selling their bib for the half marathon. I did a little research and a lot of, and bought the bib. The course map showed it was mostly downhill, and I thought I could walk it if nothing else. On May eighth, I completed my first half marathon. With that, my original goal to complete a half marathon was complete. But I didn't realize I wasn't ready for this journey to end. I needed a new goal, still terrified. I continued the training plans with the goal of completing my first marathon. In October, my marathon training began and by the end of the month, I completed my fourth half marathon. It was tough. It was my hardest half marathon, even though it had, it had one of the easiest courses. I just wasn't feeling it. I walked most of it and got in the car and told my husband that I didn't understand why anyone would ever do a full marathon. I just can't imagine. The idea seemed insane to me. Apparently, I was in the early stages of a sinus infection that caused me to miss the next week of training. While I was off, I had time to research upcoming marathons that had potential to be my graduation race. Wouldn't you know? I signed up for a marathon that was only about four weeks away. I had never run more than 14 miles, but everything about this particular race made sense. We already had a hotel room with an extended checkout time. It promised great crowd support, and as a teacher, I would be off the following week to recover. The next Saturday, I ran 20 miles on the treadmill, then began tapering. I wasn't sure if I could complete the full marathon with only a few weeks of marathon training. My husband was concerned that I wasn't going to be ready. I told him if I wasn't able to finish, I would consider it a practice run and would just be part of my story. The next week, our Connect leader shared a video titled, In Christ. It discussed the importance of your position using the illustration of an airplane. You must be in the plane for it to do what you could never do yourself. We must be in Christ to be in a, in a position of faith for him to do what we could never do. You would never get halfway to your destination over the Atlantic Ocean and say, okay, I have it from here and step out of the plane. No, you must remain on the plane. Likewise, we must remain in Christ. It was at that time that I realized I needed to stop asking God to help me do things. I was depending on my own strength with help from God. That changed. I began asking God to fill me, consume me, and take control. A few short weeks later, we drove to Tulsa, Oklahoma for my first marathon. I had an unexplainable calm. I slept, uh, slept quite well before the race. I was able to enjoy the pre-race excitement. On several occasions, I caught myself thinking things like, I'm going to or I need to. I knew I needed to change my thoughts to, God's got this. God is in control. It's not about me. It's not about me. Again, if I give it, if I gave it to God thanking him for me, for having me right where he wanted me. God got me through that first half right around my average half marathon time. Usually by this point, I'm walking quite a bit. The fact that my body was still running more than walking reassured me that God was running this race. I spotted my husband on the sidewalk trying to get a picture. I had to jump off the course and run over and give him a hug. He had been a major influence, supporter, and great source of encouragement throughout my training. As the miles increased, I continued praising God for the beautiful course, the positive support throughout the neighborhoods, the perfect running weather, and the fact that my legs were still working. I was reminded time and time again that he had had to be the one running this race. There was no other explanation. There was no way I could do it in my own power. Around mile 20, my hips were really hurting and my left heel was becoming painful. I stopped at a medical tent and applied BioFreeze to my heel. Each time I felt the pain, I was reminded through song that my Jesus had suffered so much more and overcome. I was reminded that the battle had already been won. I simply needed to claim the prize. I had printed and read the last six miles by another Run Run for God run club member, Daniel Kewell. He was so encouraging, and I was motivated to run those last six miles like they were my last. At mile 22, I passed a church with part of Hebrews 12.1 displayed on the marquee. Again, God was verifying that he was in control. As if the marathon wasn't enough, I had signed up to run a detour to the, detour to the center of the universe, adding an additional .3 miles to make my run the world's shortest ultra marathon. Although my husband wasn't allowed to be inside the corral at the finish line, he was able to get a video clip of my finish. I'll admit, it wasn't anything like I had envisioned. I had pictured myself crying in pain, limping or crawling, possibly even being carried to the finish line. But God, I can't praise him enough. He ran me right through the finish line with my hands lifted high, a smile on my face, and a story in my heart. If you think you can't do this, you may be right. But I'm here to tell you that if you put yourself in a position of faith, just a tiny bit of faith, you can do all things in Christ without fear.
1: That- Debbie, that was an incredible, an incredible story. I love, I think the thing I took away from that the most, number one, the story was awesome, but the airplane analogy. Yeah. That's like what that. we do all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's like God stirs something in our heart. He 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 helps us get to the point where we're fulfilling whatever that is, and then we say, "Okay, God, I got it here. Yeah. I got it from." And it's just like telling a pilot, "All right, buddy, I got this. I'm going to step outside here." <laughs> I mean, it's it's incredible. Now I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest here, Debbie. Please forgive me for this. I, I I was while you were reading, I had already read this. So I did a little Facebook stalking. Yeah. Debbie, Debbie's pretty active on on our run club group. Yep. And if you're watching, I'm going to put a slide up on the screen here. This is what we just talked about and what I love. So this is from February 16th, 2021. She says, this and the gym is closed, expecting more overnight. If you're not watching, it's it's showing her house with snow everywhere. So she's decided to go home, and it looks like her basement stairs. She ran up and down the stairs for 25 minutes. Wow. That's what we talk about. That's what yeah. there's. she didn't allow herself the excuse of the weather's bad. Yeah. And that was that was a year ago almost to the day. <laughs> yeah. It was a year ago. And look where she's at now because of that kind of mental fortitude, not allowing herself to use excuses, and I will guarantee you that if you called Debbie on the phone right now, she would say that that's bled over to so many other areas of her life. Yes. Her teaching, her marriage, her, you know, family. I don't know if she's got kids or doesn't have kids, but I'm sure it's bled over to every area of her life. Yeah. And it's it's just awesome.
0: Yeah. Kudos to Debbie. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I love the way she talks about how she she had no intentions of going where she finally wound up going, but that it just it just kinda of snowballed, it sounds like
1: she she did what we just talked about with Lane. Yeah. She allowed that door to remain open. Yes. She had this idea in her head I can never run a marathon. In fact, people that run marathons are crazy. Yeah. But she she didn't allow that to be a, a door, a barrier. Yep. Because we all think things early on in something, but looking back, we have a completely different perspective, but we've got to allow that door to be cracked. Yep. And she allowed it, and she walked through it. That's and awesome. that's just incredible.
0: <laughs> Very awesome. Scripture passage, Do you give the horse its strength or clothe its neck with, flo- with a flowing mane? Do you make it leap like a locust, striking terror with its proud snorting? It paws fiercely, rejoicing in its strength, and charges into the fray. It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing, it does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side, along with the flashing spear and lance. In frenzied excitement it eats up the ground. It cannot stand still when the trumpet sounds. That's from Job thirty nine nineteen through twenty four. Yeah, digging into Job, is a, that's a deep, deep thing. Um, but this is, this is kind of a commentary on just how incredible God's work is, right? He's talking about how fearless that horse is. Um, and before that, if you go to the scripture and you look before that, he's talking about the ostrich and how even though the ostrich is not very bright, it can do things that humans can't do Mm -hmm. it kind of puts us in our position of god is so incredibly powerful that he makes these animals to be able to do things we can't do And, and yet we question as if we should be able to do anything and um and the point is that that god is way smarter than we are and and the point job makes throughout the book of job is who are we to question god
1: well, and I think, you know, I told you before we got started here, it's like so many times when I when I do this early in the mornings, I've got all these notes. It's like God just and, and this morning for whatever reason, it was blank. Yeah. Until right now. And and I read this as you read it again, you know, in my Bible, um, I forget what commentary mine has. Um I don't I don't remember what commentary it is. But there's no commentary on nineteen through twenty four. For whatever reason there's commentary on the ostrich there's commentaries on the bird on the birds but it, it it's silent on the horse but to me the horse really stands out to me right now because it's such a good word picture of how we're supposed to be yeah you know the if and I know what I know what I, I can see this in my mind you, you've got a horse their neck swollen they're, they're 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 just ready to go into battle they see the sword you know Horses, horses pick up on 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 what's about to happen. You know, from my yeah. rodeo background, when you loaded a horse into the chute, a bucking horse into the chute, I mean, their neck would swell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just the the adrenaline and the dopamine being pumped in their system. They were ready for what they knew was coming. And I think this is just a word picture for how we're supposed to be. God is putting the cues all around yeah. us all the time, but so many times we've got the blinders on.
0: Yeah,
1: and we don't see this, but it's just a picture of we're to be anticipating always what God is about to do because God is always doing stuff around us. Yeah, But so many times we just miss it.
0: Yep, we do. We do. I think about this where we, you know, we want to help God all the time. We just talked about that <laughs> yeah. a couple of times. Um, let me fly this plane, God. Yeah, let me fly this plane. It's a lot like uh, – this was the analogy that came to, to the top of my head when I was thinking about it was it's a lot like us saying – Hey Michelangelo, hey, why don't you scoot over on that thing and let me help you with that ceiling? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not, you, you can't help God because God is Michelangelo, and we're us, and we're not going to paint like I, Michelangelo. We're not going to be able to do the things God can do, and so we need to let God do His job.
1: Well, it's it's <laughs> funny you said that because just last night we've got a a project down the road, and we're trying to get some some grading done and some basin paving in before this next rain system comes in and and I was just begging our grading contractor yesterday afternoon. I was like, you need to work late. I need you to work late because we've got to get this done before the system moves in. I said, I said, whatever you need me to do, I'll come help. And he was like, no, I think I got it because he's he's seen me on a dozer before. He knows that whatever I do on a bulldozer, he's going to have to come behind me and fix whatever I do. So, yeah, it's the same thing. You know, so many times we do that with God. Yeah. God, yeah. let me help you. Yeah, I, I need this to be done now. So and if you need my help, help just let me. I mean, how ridiculous does that sound? Well, Saying it out loud like that, but we do it all the well, time. But
0: but there are places where we do help God, though, too, because God does want us to, to have action. And I think about it when you and I, you, I remember when we were trying to finish that bridge at, at Grove Level at the running trail, and we needed to get it done by that next day. -hmm. And so you and I said, We'll do the grunt work. We'll do we'll carry stuff. Yeah, you tell us what you need us to do. We'll do whatever we can do to help you get it get it done. But what we were doing was we were subservient to the person
1: That's the difference. who was
0: leading the group, right? God
1: wants our help, but he wants our help at his direction. That's but so right. many times, we want to help at our direction. That's
0: right. That's right. And, and yeah. it, it would have so been a subservient mess. subservient
1: is the right word.
0: Yeah. It would have been a mess if we would have been over there trying to drive the screws and stuff. Yeah. Rather than, we, we were just carrying wood. Sure. And and it was a big help to them. Right. But we could have gotten away, too.
1: Right. So. And, and the point, but, but the difference is, God doesn't need our help. Right. But God wants our help. That's right. God, God, and and maybe help is the wrong word. Maybe He wants us to participate because in the end, He really doesn't need our Anything. help. Yeah, He doesn't need us, but He wants it. That's right. He wants us to participate. Well,
0: He wants our faith.
1: He wants to. He wants right. us exactly. to
0: understand how we're connected to Him, right. and that's He takes joy in that. Sure. Yeah. Another scripture. He replied, "Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you." That's Matthew 17:20. And I I can't help but think if the he's talking to the disciples, and I can't help but think if the disciples' faith was that small? and they're right there in the presence of Jesus and seeing the things that Jesus is doing what chance do i have you know that's the way i look at it a lot of time like how how can i have possibly have faith i need to have when the mm-hmm. disciples struggled with it you ever think about that yeah i,
1: I do yeah i, I do yeah
0: and i guess we talk about it all the time Comparison's a bad thing sure so even comparing yourself to the disciples bad thing right but you just can't help but do it yeah and and realize but i think it's good for us to recognize how difficult it is it's, it's not easy and the bible says things and we we talk about it we say the bible says this we should do this mm-hmm. well it's it's hard because we're human sure and so we have to realize that
1: well i think it's i mean it's just like something you know it's it's Faith is just like a muscle. It takes exercise. It takes doing it. Yeah. to become more confident. I mean, if if you know, if if I were to say everybody in the marathon challenge today being three or four weeks into this process, I say they need to go out and do yaso 800s next week. Whew, yeah. We would probably have a max exodus yeah. on our team. But if we spend weeks and weeks and weeks of, of doing a little bit less than that and a little bit less than that and a little bit less than that and building up to that. Yeah. Then a, a monster workout like that, not that it becomes no big deal, but we've we've have the confidence of nine months leading up to that, of knowing that we can do a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. We have the confidence when that day comes to when we ask for that big workout. We have the confidence of yeah. knowing... We can handle that, and and that's the way God is. That's the the whole idea of God won't give you more than more than you can handle. I mean, that's why so many times He doesn't show us the big picture. It's the same reason He didn't show me the big picture of Run for God. Yeah, because I wasn't ready back then. Yeah, God will give us those opportunities along the way, but it's up to us to take them. And because if we want if we want God to do big things with us, we got to be faithful. In the small things that he does with yeah. us,
0: and we have to be again. This is this is kind of a theme running through this podcast. Is we got to be open to it. This past week, I had one of my one of my ladies, you know, Catherine. Mm-hmm. It, how how confident is Catherine sure. in her ability? Yep. Right. I mean, she's as confident as anybody. She's intimidating. Yes. She, she, <laughs> yeah. You've said that her before. Confidence. Yeah. Yes. And um, and so I gave her some a pace to run for some a workout that we had, and she didn't say anything to me. I saw it in her eyes, but she didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. She just got out there and she did the workout, and she hit the times I, I asked her to hit. And it was really difficult for her, but she hit those times. And afterwards, she confided in me. She said, "When you said thirty-three, I thought I don't think I can do that, mm-hmm. and but but I did it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, a lot of times God's telling us we can do things. We need to believe sure. what God's telling us for sure." A uh, scripture passage again, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Of course, that's Matthew 28, 19 through 20, also known as the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and you know what I love about this verse, and I, I don't know that I ever noticed it before, was um, I like the word surely you know it's it, it says and surely I am with you always we can bank on it right mm-hmm. he's there there's no question about it um, and it, it, it the way that this is written it kind of indicates that that's always the case mm-hmm. um, and that's assurance that assurance is why we should want to go out there and share Christ we're intimidated to share Christ we're afraid of rejection and all of those things but the truth is is He's with us, and so we shouldn't be intimidated.
1: You know, I think it's interesting that that he starts this passage with an action. It's not a sentiment. It's not pray about it. It's not. It's not anything that we try to do. We try to. We try to use so many things to stall. Just like the children of Israel, we've talked about this. You know, they get to the. You know, God has been clear on what they need to do you need to follow a cloud during the day you need to follow a ball of fire and I will rain down man I will feed you and they get to that Red Sea and I can only picture that that cloud is continuing to move beyond the Red Sea like keep yeah. going this way yeah. and what do they do they stop and then like, okay <laughs> there's some water here we need to pray about this <laughs> yeah. and I, it's one of the few places in the Bible where God is explicit in saying stop praying yeah and go. Yeah. And and you know, we have this printed on the back of some of the run club shirts for a reason. Go and make disciples of all nations. It's an action. It's not something we need to pray about because we we know what scripture says. It's explicit. Go and do this. It's just it's it's kind of like I may step on some toes here. It's kind of like going to church. Yeah. The Bible is clear. Yep. We need to gather ourselves with other believers. We we don't need to forsake that. But I hear people say, well, I just need to pray about where, where I need to go to church. Well, okay. In the meantime. <laughs> go. Go. <laughs> right. It, it may not be the right place. I absolutely believe that God puts people in different churches for a reason. That's why we have so many churches. But don't don't sit at home yeah. during that time frame. You need to be plugged in somewhere. And so many times we take these these places where it's a clear command from god and there again we 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 think maybe god's not talking about me i mean how arrogant yeah. do we have to be at the end I've, I've thought that before i'm oh, not sure. casting stones yeah but man it's just i love how this passage starts with go yeah go
0: i will be with you go if you've ever run your car when the get when the tank is just about empty and you pass a gas station thinking there's going to be another one right down the road Um, that's what it's like to miss church we need those those we need to keep our tank full and if we don't keep our tank full what's going to happen is in between those tank fulls we're going to think there's a gas station and there's not going to be one
1: mine don't get below half a tank well yeah i know because you're you're that guy i'm the guy that fills up when it gets to half a tank
0: yeah well (laughs) not me not me i run that baby out not completely but
1: there's a seinfeld episode about that yeah sure
0: yeah how about this question have you suppressed the holy spirit when you felt the tug to take action (laughs) that's a pretty direct question um but who hasn't yeah i mean we've all done that we've all felt the tug to go talk to somebody for example um but Going to talk with that person is going to take us outside of our comfort zone, and then that fear overwhelms us. That I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say, <clears throat> and so we don't do it.
1: And we'll use the we'll use the line. Well, I don't know if that's from God, right? Let, let let me explain how I see it. Now, this is this is not biblical. This is just a way my simple mind, the way I view. When is God talking? And I think we've talked about this pretty recently on the podcast. If if it's doing something to spread the name of Jesus and going to talk to somebody about Jesus is obviously spreading the name of Jesus. And it and it it doesn't make sense that it's coming up at that moment. So if you're walking down the street to go get gas, <laughs> let's say, it that's kind of out of that's unexpected. And if it is forcing you to get outside your comfort zone to go talk to that person and it doesn't make sense that it's coming up at that point in time and it's pointing somebody to Jesus, you can just about take it to the bank that that is God talking. Yeah. But those are the times, so many times, where we say, ah, I just don't know if that's God or God, let me pray about that. Mm. No, no, this is where it, this is where the go comes into play. And but we we all do it. We suppress the Holy Spirit at that point. We we and it and it all boils back to fear. Yep. I mean uh, it, it really does boil back to fear. I mean, um you know, we talked about Gideon a few weeks ago. It's it it always comes back to fear, but it, back to the point of one of the previous verses, the more we do it, the easier that situation becomes. It's just like running. Yep. But the next thing God has for us is going to be that bigger workout. Right. So stretching our faith doesn't necessarily get easier, but it leads to bigger opportunities to do bigger things for Christ. Yep.
0: Just just like that tough three miles that you ran this time, three months from now is no big deal. But it right. was a big deal today. Sure. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. That, that God is – yeah, and – and we should lean on those things because we, we've all probably, I mean, if you've been a Christian for any time, you've seen God do amazing things. Mm-hmm. We've all seen that situation where it's like, oh, my, that's amazing. It's not obviously not coincidence. It's, you know, God was in this, and we see it, mm-hmm. and we know that he's out there and he's doing all these things, and we should use that as fuel mm-hmm. when, when, he's, when he's prompting us to go, okay, okay, I saw what you did back there. Let's see what you can do here. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, another question. Have you ever tried to keep your plans hidden because you feared you wouldn't be able to complete them?
1: I've never done that. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm That's not, a lie. That's a lie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I am not. You know me. I'm not good at keeping anything hidden. Yeah. My emotion. My There's nothing about me that's hidden. I'm so open. Um, so I have the opposite problem i have the the opposite problem of big plans and then not following through on them
1: yeah
0: I started a project on my truck um three weeks ago I ain't done yet <laughs> i got wires sticking out in places on my truck that you know i'm what gonna, are you doing to your truck i'm doing some stuff with the stereo system <laughs> it's a but, new truck i know I know I know <laughs> maybe I'm crazy but the the, the bottom line is is I knew I didn't have enough time to finish it when I did it, and I started it anyway, and so yesterday I had to have somebody in the back seat of my truck, and I'm having to go through and <laughs> and move some stuff around. So that's where me and you are yeah, so different. I know we are,
1: we are. Because I yeah. won't, I I feel like I need too much time to get a project done, and I won't I won't start it unless I know, yeah, that I can absolutely get it done. Yeah, I just I like. I like bringing the stress level down a little bit. You're kind of like my brother. Yeah. And that you like taking the stress level. That self-imposed stress <laughs> drives you so many times and I just don't like it. Yeah. But hey, I mean, that's it, it's good to be different. Yeah, we're all we're all
0: different, right? So anyway, I have the opposite problem. Um but then you know, I know people who are they're afraid to commit to anything.
1: Yeah, in this yeah. context of this question, I think, you know, we've all done this, but this is where it's so important not to keep your plans hidden. Yeah. That's why we say when you sign up for a race, post it on Facebook. Go mm-hmm. tell everybody about it. Shout it from the mountaintops because you're much more likely to to reach that goal if you've told other people about it. Do it, what Debbie did. Yeah. You know, she posted a picture with a sign on it. Yeah. Like and then she took it down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, because she got worried about it later. Yeah. Right. But she
1: she yeah. she forced I mean, it was already out there and she knew it was already That's out. That's right. And so yeah, I mean, it's it's not you know, there's a line there. There's a line between boasting and you know, we've all seen that. We've all got those friends that yeah. that post stuff to boast. But there's an obvious difference of they're posting that in hopes that we'll hold them accountable. Yeah. And there's a posting that they're just trying to tell everybody what they're doing. There, There's a different attitude that comes across in your words and you need to be sensitive to that, but you, you need to almost come to your friends with your hat in your hand saying this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I need your, I need your support and holding me accountable because mm-hmm. uh, we all need those people we 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 do, we do need that
0: yep for sure last question <laughs> are we done yet <laughs> and then she 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 goes on to say of course not Sometime in September, my husband came to me proposing that we coach a group in January and asking me to be praying for God's will. We have now met with our group twice and are excited to see what God has in store for 2022. We may have completed our first step, but there is still much to be done. Hmm. I love that question, are we done yet? Because the truth is, is when we look around our church, I think is a really good place to look. And I know your church, and I know a lot of the people in your church, and I know guys in your church that are they're old. They're old folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're up there in age, and they're working as hard today sure. as they were 30 years ago for God. Now, they're doing something different. They yeah. may not be cutting down trees, you right. know, with, but but they're doing something mm-hmm. that's making an impact. And so we're never done. No, We are never done. And I'm so thankful for the, the older folks in our church that prove that to us sure.
1: all the time, right? I We've, mean, look at some of the people in Run Club here yeah same I mean, thing we've got that's some 80 true. plus year olds in this club yep out there shining jesus through this sport and man it's just <laughs> it's pretty incredible
0: and, and excuse me if i'm wrong here but i believe we've got one that has prosthetic legs that's over 60
1: <laughs> right isn't she over 60 she's over yeah i'm not sure what her age is but yeah yeah I, she, yeah we've got prosthetic legs we've got uh hand cyclist in here yeah, now yeah um i've i've Match them up with some some help that that I know of, but yeah, I mean all kinds of people in here who we would understand their excuse, yeah, but they're not giving them that, that their self that excuse, that's right, they're saying this is this this is not gonna hold me back, and we can all learn something from that, mm-hmm. just like we can learn something from the elders in our church. that's yep. why we have elders in our church just to pave the way, that's right, and we got people in our club who are doing that through. Adversity and through age, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we can't we can't mail it in yet, Dean.
0: And the interesting thing is, for all of those people, they find joy in what they do. Sure, and they get joy out of what they do. It's not that it's not that they they have this joy and they do this. It's that they do this and they get the joy back from it. And and I think that's important that we realize that that when when we continue to do these things as we get older and as Maybe we feel like we should be done with whatever that thing is that God's got for us. He's, he's paying us back sure. for everything that we do.
1: While you're working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. We've partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Dean, Lane, Holly, myself, and others that you hear here on the Run For God podcast. Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole station of Run For God playlists at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. All right, so we're back. I stole your thunder again, but I gotta bring up something. I saw you post a picture on Facebook of curling T-shirts. Yes, we have. Yeah, we got our curling. <laughs> I knew shirts you liked curling, are, but I didn't know you was a T-shirt fan. We
0: are ready to watch the USA curling team take on the so world. So when does that start exactly? February second. February second. So uh, yeah, so uh, by the time this comes out, it will have started. Yeah, uh, so we'll be yeah we'll be supporting. You got me
1: wanting to watch curling now.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a it's a it's a fun. I thought yet. that
1: was hilarious that you yeah. have his and hers curling t-shirts. Uh, you know how Debbie is. She's uh, she's all about it. Was that Debbie or was that Dean? That was Debbie that bought the shirts. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's a. Uh, huh she's huge that's she, hilarious curling for sure i'm
1: gonna watch curling now
0: yeah you should you should yeah you know i was talking with somebody recently who lives in minnesota uh, and i asked her if she'd seen any grass lately <laughs> and she said it started peeking through and then they got blasted again with snow i, I meant yeah i ma- i mentioned earlier that the older i get the, the the tougher the cold is on me i don't know how people live in Minnesota and places like that, at my age, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I guess I'm sure that I could, but these these Winter Olympic people—that's that's that's their world. Yeah, is this cold weather? I just can't imagine that, man. Oh, man. Uh, I, I I'd still, you know, if it was three months of twenty degrees or colder, I'd still get my runs in, but I wouldn't have to like it.
1: You know, <laughs> and and this is where. <laughs> I guess I fall in the trap. You know, everything now is, is, is news. You know, everything has become an industry nowadays and, and you know. weather is no different. But yeah. most things I complain about, but I kind of like that weather has become, um, cause I'm, I'm a weather geek anyway. You like curling. I like weather. Um, but, Nowadays, it's like you know number one, they started naming winter storms, which I think is pretty cool. Some people think that's ridiculous, I think it's pretty cool <laughs> because I mean why do hurricanes get all the glory you know why why not the winter storms? yeah, but you know we have some local guys who are they're I think one or two of them may be meteorologists but they're they're not really like on t v so they have these Facebook groups. And they're, are you Are you a member of any of them? No. I'm going to make you a member of some of them. <laughs> but so when a system starts coming from wherever they start at, on the on the other side of the Atlantic, wherever that is. Or Pacific. Well, yeah. But they, yeah. they make their way from the West Coast this way. Yeah. You know, they pick up on this system sometimes 10, 14 days out. Yeah. And they're like, this is going to be a big snowmaker. Because I, I want that one big – I want a blizzard – And then I want it to turn spring. Right. But I want that blizzard before winter's over. So (laughs) it's like we watch they start tracking these systems. And, I mean, they'll have hundreds and hundreds of comments and people are getting excited. And every time it, it completely fails. I mean, we live in an area where, you know, stuff hits the Cumberland Plateau and it's like it just jumps completely over us every single time. There'll be... Eight inches of snow in Huntsville, Alabama, and there'll be eight inches of snow in Charlotte, North Carolina. But it just rides right over yeah. us for whatever reason. But I love I love the excitement of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't yes. think I could live in Minnesota, but I want that one good snow every year. And yeah. We haven't got it yet this year. No, we haven't. The, the dusting we got a few <laughs> weeks ago, they were talking about that two weeks out. I mean, yeah. it was like. I was tuned in to Facebook to find out every day what the latest update was.
0: Yeah, it's coming.
1: But it's, yeah. yeah, it's big business now.
0: <laughs> well, it's time for Dean's Thoughts, and that's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And I don't know if I have ever written anything about a foreign language phrase, but this week I'm, I did that. So this week, it's, this is called Nima Tagressa. There is a Polish saying that goes like this, Nima Tegresa. Before we get to the meaning of the phrase, I want to take us back to a different time, before last century, before our country was founded, maybe back before Jesus was even born in that manger. There were a lot of things that were different, weren't there? There were certainly no cell phones. As a matter of fact, there was no easy way to contact anyone over a 100 yards away from you. A hearty shout was about the most effective means of communication. Even paper was hard to come by to write down a message to be delivered. There was no such thing as showers. You couldn't wake up and brush your teeth and jump in the shower to refresh yourself for the day. A bath was a major ordeal, and certainly something that did not happen every day. Soap? there was nothing like the soap we enjoy today things were a bit smellier in that day i'm so thankful for my shower if you were around thousands of years ago you would not have a closet full of clothes every clothing item that you that you would own uh, could probably be put in a single drawer of today you didn't have the luxury of changing clothes every day that was only for rich people If you go back far enough, you may have even had to hunt for your own food. The food you hunted wasn't far from your door either. And there was a consistent fear that you might become the hunted and be eaten by a wild animal. Have you ever thought about what it would be like to be eaten by a woolly mammoth? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me neither. But it would have been pretty rough, I'm sure. (laughs) Which brings us to the Polish phrase. It means there is no tiger. You see, we don't have to be worried about being eaten by a tiger today, but that wasn't always the case. The next time you think that run is going to be difficult, remember Nima tigresa. there is no tiger. It is, not ne- it is not nearly as difficult as it could be. It puts perspective on things, doesn't it? From a spiritual standpoint, we're fortunate too. Across the centuries, there have been times when being committed to God could earn you an appearance before a death squad. Even today in parts of the world, worshiping God is forbidden and carries stiff penalties if you're found in possession of a Bible. But for the vast majority of us, we have no such danger from which to hide. Although it seems that we're being persecuted a little more each year, it's still far from dangerous. Nima gressa, There is no tiger. There is comfort in that, but there's also a responsibility to be open in our faith, to share with everyone around us. After all, we're not being held back from it. Nimata ta There is no tiger. The next time you're struggling with getting out the door to run, remember that luxuries like running for fun and fitness has not always been feasible. At one time, energy had to be used for, to hunt for food and avoid being, hunt, avoid being hunted by wild animals. But today, there are no tigers. Remember that the next time it is difficult. But we know that there is one who is roaming about like a lion seeking whom he may devour. That's First Peter 5, 8. We do have to avoid Satan. But ironically, the more we share Jesus and spend time in our Bibles and in prayer, the less likely we are to encounter him. And notice that Satan is acting like a lion. He is not a lion. There is no tiger or lion. Nima to agressa, live fearlessly because you can.
1: Another awesome story, Dean. Great job. <laughs> I hear people talking about how
0: dangerous the world is all the time. Um, I remember having an argument with a coworker, somebody that you know very well. Her daughter runs on our our cross country team, and um, she was talking about how dangerous the world is. Mm-hmm. And I said, the world is far less dangerous than it was twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. And she she argued with me. She says it's on the news all the time. I said that's because we have twenty four hour news it's cycle that news. we didn't used to have. <laughs> It's it's actually crime is way down, and yet our fears are greater than they've ever been. Hmm. Um, and, and I don't want to get political, but the way that we've reacted to the pandemic—if this had happened, well, it did happen. It sure, happened. It, did. it happened. You know, a hundred years ago, we didn't act, we didn't act like we do today. Like uh, you know, the world is is ending, and we've got to yeah. shut the world down. Now there were precautions, and there were sure. there's obviously good things to do. But we are so scared of everything today. But the truth is, there's no tiger.
1: You know, when I saw this, I, I went and pulled up, you know, because I'll fact check you sometimes. You fact check me sometimes. So I went and looked at the crime, and, and you're right. It's like we're crime in the 60s was super low. And then for whatever reason, in the 70s, 80s, it went way up. And now we're almost back down to the 60s again. What? I don't. I mean i was born in 78 so i what was it about that era that made crime go up so much i mean obviously that was the mafia days and the you know all that but what is a society really happened during that time
0: well as a society we got a lot looser we got fought, we got away from our bibles mm-hmm. think about it mm-hmm. um we got more into the you know the, the woodstock generation that's true. Um, you think yeah. about the the stuff that that went with that. Right. I think had a lot to do with it. Um, there was uh, a lot of you know we, you're at the uh, the the big fight of civil rights was happening at mm-hmm. that time, and I think that probably led to some of it. Sure. Um, and so I, I think there's a lot of reasons yeah. for it. But uh, but yeah 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 crime now, over the last couple of years it's it's gone back up. Right. Um, because of some of the the events of the last couple of years right. um, but for the most part crime it's a way safer world than it used to be
1: yeah, I remember not too long ago um, Landon was quite a bit younger Landon's my hunter and fisher and outdoorsman and and uh, I had just mentioned you know there's a there's a pond that he likes to fish at and it's by the road it's probably two miles away but but through the woods by the way the crow flies, if you're from the South, you'll know what that analogy is. It's about a mile. And I had just mentioned, you know, well, Landon can just walk over there or ride his bike or whatever, and how, how, that wasn't about to happen. But I thought about when I was a kid. Well, you know, we did it all the time. riding everywhere. I yeah. was, you know, going wherever to hunt and fish. And, but it seems like, yeah, you're right, crime has come down, but we've gotten much more cautious. But it's because the perception there, again, is that crime is at an all-time high, and it's just – it's not true yeah. you know that's that's kind of the bad side of our media yeah it's got many of them but that's one of them is that they're, they're just constantly stoking fear I talked about the weather yeah you know yeah. I love watching it but that's what they're doing is yeah. that's why you know here in the south I mean Holly two weeks ago went to get some milk and bread because we actually needed milk and bread and there was none to be found because <laughs> the weather was screaming it's a blizzard you know snowmageddon's yeah. coming and we had Literally a dusting, the next morning. But it's all fear.
0: It's, I'm surprised you don't have three gallons of milk in your refrigerator at all time. Just well, in I'm case. not
1: drinking any milk right now, <laughs> thanks to this <laughs> vegan
0: thing. Uh, yeah, you know, I was uh, I was driving by. There was a pretty serious accident in Dalton. I heard about that yesterday, yeah. and I was driving by it, and um, yeah, it's it's the it's the same kind of thing. We just. We're we're drawn to bad things. I mean, you couldn't help but turn your head and look at what had happened, and and it's a tragic thing that happened. For sure, but you just can't help it, and you, we're drawn to that kind of thing. And I think that that happens with with crime mm-hmm. is we're just drawn to want to talk about it. And for a lot of us, especially Christians, you know, a lot of us, we spend a lot of time praying for folks because mm-hmm. of that. So sure. in part, that's a good thing that we know about things we didn't know about in the past because we're able to pray for those things that we couldn't pray for in the past. But um, but it just, yeah, it freaks us out. But
1: it can bring you down. I mean, that's I, I made a conscious, I think I've talked about it on here, I I, I don't watch the news like I used to. Yeah. Uh, I made a conscious decision several months ago um, because it, it, it can affect you. Yeah, in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, I heard somebody recently use the word safetyism, that that's the culture we're in now is a culture of safetyism. And I remember this. I remember fussing about this when I was working in industry. I remember saying, where does it end when we would do? And I I won't even think of I don't even think of a good example. And I'm going to sound like a whiner here. But, you know, somebody would get hurt doing something. And the thing they got hurt doing, it was they did something absolutely just dumb just they shouldn't have done that you know like you shouldn't stick your finger on a blade that's rotating you know we all know that mm-hmm. um and yet somebody does that and we want to put in we want to spend a half a million dollars to prevent that from happening now it's a good thing that we want to prevent those things from happening sure. but there has to be there's a balance th- there's yeah. a balance and and we are now we're to the point where it's worth so for some people it's worth any cost at all any cost mm-hmm. for people not to get sick now I don't want people to get sick right. I, I, and I'm not saying that and I'm not saying we should just go willy nilly and do whatever right. and, and just not but you have to weigh both sides Yeah, and there are people today who don't have a business that they saved their entire lifetime to start right. and their business is gone sure. because of the way we reacted to it now it's bad that there are people who, who, who have died it's awful it's terrible but that there's another side to it, too. And at one point in time, it was worth the sacrifice. And, and at some point in time, that sacrifice isn't worth it. Sure. So anyway, it's just. We could go
1: off the deep end there.
0: We could, and we don't need to do that. But I do know this. Um, with Christ, we don't really have anything to fear. Sure. Um, it doesn't mean that we need to be reckless, but it does mean that we
1: need to lean on him. because Faith that, and fear cannot coexist. That's right. One yeah. is going to win out over the other. Which one are you going to let win? If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. All
0: right, so we're back. uh, You know... I hate when I don't know something that I should know. And so recently I found out that our folks, our friends at, at Frontrunner. Mm-hmm. Um, long time sponsor. Long time sponsor. Great people. And I was meeting with them this past week. And I found out that for the last year or so, they've got an online business. And we've talked about Frontrunner. You can Runner. buy You can purchase stuff online. yeah. And so, listen, we want everybody out there to be plugged into their local running store if you have one, Um, definitely. Because that relationship is a very valuable relationship. We want you to purchase your shoes there. Uh, But if you're at that point where you've bought, you know, you know what you need and and you're buying things online anyway.
1: And you don't have
0: that. Yeah. And especially if you don't have that relationship, um, the guys, it's frontrunnerathletics.com. It's not frontrunner.com, it's frontrunnerathletics.com. You can go there, and you can purchase your shoes. If you put in the code, Um, the last I heard, and I think they're creating a new code, but RFG, I believe, works. Um, RFG. RFG will get you a 10% discount. Um, You know, those guys have been so supportive of us. And so, if you're gonna go online and purchase things anyway, um you know if you're gonna go to
1: and they don't just have shoes they have lots of other things
0: they do they do and um again just it's a great resource just another resource if uh if you need it yeah um so we we had a trivia question not long ago about running temperature um and there was a runner's world article about it and their bottom line was this I, i just read this recently that you should slow your pace about 27 seconds per mile when it gets down below 10 degrees 27
1: so not 28 no seconds. i yeah no, i know where did that, they come, how did I, they come up with 27 you know, seconds. One of those
0: scientific studies i guess <laughs> i don't know but that i thought that number was interesting as well um but they talked about running your normal pace basically down to about minus 10 degree or excuse me 10 degrees which is very very cold but and see got-
1: that's so subjective because i mean i've run in that temperature before and the biggest determining factor when you get to 10 degrees is the wind blowing or not that's true because 10 degrees can actually feel pretty good running as long as the wind's not blowing yeah But the minute that wind starts blowing, it feels like a negative 100
0: (laughs) at that temperature. It really does. I was telling somebody, we were running. I was running with the college girls the the other day, and we were running on a trail, so it was shaded. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just cut my hair. My, my hair is not very long, obviously. I was
1: gonna say, you don't have much I mean, I
0: only cut. have an eighth of an inch of hair,
1: but it'll grow to a quarter
0: of an inch, and I'll cut an eighth of an inch off. And you would think that wouldn't make any difference. Right, oh yeah, my yeah. My goodness, it's amazing, the difference. And I told myself I felt like there was an ice pack on my head, and it was only like, I don't know, it was 45 degrees, it wasn't even that cold, but I felt like there was this, because I didn't, I didn't bring a, a, a hat. And so, it was, my head gets so cold now. Which
1: I, I'm gonna probably give TMI here, too much information. <laughs> the, I fell into the trap years ago when I was doing my first Ironman. It's when I was, you know, really trying to be fast and do everything I could. Well, I fell into the trap that you know most swimmers shave their legs, and most most professional Ironman athletes shave their. I mean, Lane shaves his legs. I mean, he's he's that level where you know you can argue it helps. I wasn't at that level. I wasn't even close to that level, but I felt like I needed to shave my legs. And I shaved my legs one time, and I swear I'll never do that again. <laughs> I don't see how women do it. Yeah. I froze in the middle of the summer, <laughs> especially when you jump into water. You feel like your legs are foreign objects. Yeah. And it's just that amount of hair on my legs, it completely felt different. So, Isn't yeah, that funny? I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. Cr- yeah i'll never do that again did it once (laughs) never do it again well we're and we're all
0: different we're not saying you should be outside running down to 10 degrees sure if you feel more comfortable on a treadmill when it's 40 then you get on that treadmill at 40 degrees it's whatever you like to do Um, we're all a little bit different um now let me
1: ask you this about treadmills yeah and it's just because holly has mentioned it have you seen the new treadmills now where they're they're not motorized it's kind of the they've got the curve to them. They've been they're around a while. Really lot. expensive, are they? I've never been on one. I'm curious if anybody out there has ever used one. Post on Run Club if you've ever used one of those, because I'm curious yeah. as to are those are those good. I mean, yeah. I guess they are. They're a lot of people have them. They're really expensive.
0: So they have less on them, and they're and they more cost expensive. Way more, that's self-figure. yeah. That's marketing right there
1: sounds like to me well that's what i think you know a lot of people out there including my lovely wife would like to have one so Uh
0: now now we we talked about slowing down in the cold and slowing down for the cold is important but realize that when it gets to be hot outside slowing down is what you need to do it's it's just gonna happen it's going to happen (laughs) yes and so when you do slow down don't get frustrated by it because there's a reason for that
1: and there's actually some charts out there that will tell you, based on this temperature, you're gonna run this pace. Yeah. So,
0: but I challenge you if you're in this, if you're in a couch to marathon program, for example, mm-hmm. over this next year, um, I challenge you, don't pay attention to the weather, know what the weather is, so you know how to dress, but completely ignore how that's going to affect you, right. and just go out there and do it, no matter what the weather is, and you'll find out that it it, it matters less than you think
1: because you know what. You can't change it. That's right. So why not worry about it?
0: And when you do that, as we tell our athletes, it's a competitive sure. advantage to not be worried about the weather. Absolutely. Yep. All right. We have a trivia question for this week. The trivia question is this. There's a type of training where the pace can vary from walking to all out sprinting. The term is a Swedish word for speed play. What is the name of this largely unstructured type of workout?
1: Can I give another hint? I know you know this one. I know this one, but yeah. I want to give another hint. Okay. When you use this word, all the cross-country kids snicker and laugh.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know the answer to that, and you're the first one to get back to me at dean at runforgod.com, then we're going to send you a gift, a tumbler, right? right. If, uh, if you can... If you can guess the answer to that or know the answer to that, many of you probably already know the answer to that mm, question.
1: This so. one's one that I don't think the winner's going to have to look up. They're just going to send an email really quick.
0: Yep. And if you don't know, we'll look it up anyway. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. So, yeah, because it's a, it's fascinating. I love to learn new things about training. All right, so every week we share a reason why running is so awesome. And so this, this week, this is appropriate for this time of year. Um, so here's what I think. It can clear sinus drainage. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you, I've been so stuffy. Now, I I, I had COVID here not too long ago, and um, it really got me stuffy. Now, I was stuffy before that already, because I've just got some sinus issues anyway. But then, this seemed to make me even more stuffy, and and of late, I've been just crazy stuffy. But I notice every time I go out for a run, now i wind up hacking up stuff and it's not pretty but <laughs> by the time i get back home my head is clearer yeah it is absolutely a hundred percent clearer because i can <laughs> breathe through my nose and so i think there's something about right so we
1: were talking about word pictures earlier and that's the yeah. one that nobody wants
0: to we don't want to. we see don't it.
1: want that word picture in our head
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> anyway i thought that was uh Uh, uh, it's definitely a positive and the reason why running is so awesome for sure right our motivational thought of the week if you have nothing want nothing and do nothing don't get mad when someone that when someone has something wants something and does something the ball is in your court so start dribbling or pass that simple (laughs) I figured this one was right up your alley. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) I like that.
0: Yeah, get out there and do something. You know, people get resentful of others um, because because somebody else is willing to to sacrifice and work hard and do something, and people are people are jealous of people who complete a marathon. Yeah, but the truth is, is that person who completed that marathon they had to work for it.
1: But for every person that you may make upset, posting about your training and thing like that, things like that there's 10 more people that you're inspiring. Yep. So just remember that. Like I said, there is a different attitude that we need to have. It needs to be, it doesn't need to be cockiness or flamboyant or bragging. But when you share with others what you're doing, and, and the important part is to share your struggles too, mm-hmm. you're inspiring people. Yep. No question about it. Yep.
0: Yep, for sure.
1: Hey, so. before you sign off, April 3rd, mark it on your calendars. April 3rd is when the 5k challenge starts. So if you're on the road to the marathon with us, consider teaching the 5k challenge in your community. It's 12 weeks, not a huge commitment. If you're not plugged in, if you're in Run Club and you're not currently plugged in, here's your opportunity. If you're not a member of Run Club, door's wide open here. We, we've talked about doors off of this podcast. Step through it. Join Run Club, 27 cents a day. Cheaper than a almost a piece of bubble gum nowadays per day and uh take charge of your life just start what the motivational thought of the week is here start doing something start wanting something and you make big changes in your life
0: absolutely by the way that quote was by janice harris i don't think i mentioned that mm-hmm. she's a, a writer from florida and i just wanted to make sure i plugged her name now may god bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light.
1: Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.